And away we go. Welcome in. It is the BCJ podcast right here on BearcatJournal.com, brought to you as always by our good friends at the Holy Grail. Make sure you are getting downtown and visiting our good friends at the banks at the Holy Grail. Take care of Dora or uh, take advantage of Dora. Get your drinks, walk around, enjoy the atmosphere. Should be a fantastic weekend in Cincinnati after a disgusting week. Oh, camp has not been fun this week, Dave. Oh, Dave, you're still on vacation. Oh, yes. Still in Florida. Still in Florida. That looks like uh, like a pretty nice beach you guys have. Yes. Decided to just stay down there. I mean, I can't say I blame you. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say I blame you one bit. Um. All right, let's uh, let's let's get to it. I, I'm I'm trying to get everything uh, fed up here. YouTube Studio, get everything tweeted out. Um, tell us, Dave, how was how was vacation? How'd that go for you? Vacation was great. We had uh, excellent weather. We had wonderful food. We had uh, top notch entertainment. It was uh it was a wonderful, wonderful week. Are you are you refreshed? Do you need a vacation from your vacation? Uh, I need a vacation from working my kid. <laughs> I don't need a vacation from the vacation, but uh, but you know, it's been it's been a tiring week. You 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 got away. With, uh, not a ton happening last week. Yeah. Um, I, 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 for whatever reason, I feel like I, especially, in, and it's probably just PTSD from uh, what happened while I tried to take a day off uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I got, for some reason, I feel like there's going to be a lot that happens next week. You, you do. You, you feel yeah. that's, feel that's going to be the case. Uh, it tends to be the case every time I try to get away from this place for a couple days, a week. Uh, and this one's a big one. Like, like we're we're going big. We're we're going to be all the way across the country uh, in you're, LA. You're doing stuff. We're doing stuff. I mean, we've got we're going to a Padres game. I got tickets to a Padres game for us on Wednesday afternoon. Looking forward to uh, getting back to my favorite city in America, San Diego. See, that was the thing about our trip. Like, while it was a vacation, most of my time was just spent sitting by the pool. So I could always have my phone handy and, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff going on. I don't think we're – I don't think we're going to overload ourselves with stuff. I I think Kelsey's getting the – She's taking an unofficial visit to USC uh, to, to check out the volleyball program uh, one day. So try to work in a, a visit to UCLA and have her check out the volleyball program there for a day. So we'll, we'll see how those go. <laughs> yeah. If it's anything like my, uh, my visit to Florida State when I was in high school to, uh, to check out the golf team, I walked – Walked into a building. We went down for the Florida Florida State football game and to uh-huh. meet the golf coach. And I walked into a random academic building, 
there happened to be some sort of reception type area. I handed the person sitting there a piece of paper and was like, will you stamp this? And I went on a visit and they're like, yeah. And that was, that was my visit. <laughs> you didn't meet anybody. You didn't I met, do anything. I met the golf coach and okay. I was not of caliber to play at Florida state, but he treated me very well. He took me down to the football field, took me to the weight room, showed me around like definitely more than, uh, than I was anticipating. But yes, my, my official college visit consisted of a football game and zero college things academically. <laughs> I'm looking forward to, to getting to catch up with the biggest rising young star in, in sports, right? Brandon Sosma. Is he still going to be there? Yeah, he's there till the end of the month. So uh-huh. it, it, I, we will we will get a chance to uh, to catch up and and exchange pleasantries and whatnot and what have you. So I'm looking forward to that. Always always good to see Brandon. Um, and then uh, I don't know. I think we'll probably spend a lot of time. We're in Venice. We'll probably a lot of time right around Venice and head up to Santa Monica and let Kelsey do all the the. Santa Monica Pier, you know, the roller coasters and all that fun stuff. So looking forward to it. We were we were looking at maybe getting uh going to Marina Del Rey and getting a couple jet skis for an afternoon. It's supposed to be brutal. It's supposed to be like 74 degrees and sunny every day at the beach. It sounds terrible. I know. Kelly's like, that's cold. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, no. Well, also, I can't imagine in California right now with gas prices, like what's a jet ski rental going to run you? Pro- oh, they're not <laughs> cheap. They're not cheap. I, I I did not have any intention of this being an uh, inexpensive vacation. You start booking flights and a car and uh, a Verbo uh, out in California, it adds yeah. up quick. It adds up. <laughs> For sure. The vacation savings budget was uh, was definitely dented heavily for this trip. Yeah, but no, I, I'm excited. So Mo will be in here. We're still figuring out what to do for Monday. I can't believe Bearcat Air isn't flying you guys out there. I know. I you know, I didn't. I didn't want to overstep my bounds, if you will. <laughs> they should have offered, <laughs> right? They should have. Oh, the Brendels are going to. To LA, let's, yeah, that's let's a cheap, fly them out there. Flight for them, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. We did, we did work it out to where we get basically a free day, like a free full day, because we we get there at like eight thirty in the morning on Sunday. Uh, we can't check in until four o'clock, so we're gonna have a bunch of figure out a bunch of stuff to do on Father's Day uh, before we check in, but then we don't leave until like eleven thirty at night next Saturday. Oh, so you take the right eye. Yeah. So excited about that. Should be fun. Well, well deserved. It's been a while since we've taken a like a legit like family vacation. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, we have not had a BCJ pod since it was made official that July 1st, 2023, the Bearcats are in the Big 12. Uh, any any Dave Simone thoughts on on that, finally getting that the official last date? Friday? It was Friday, yeah. Oh my god, I feel like it was like I do not remember that being last Friday. Yeah, it was it was six days ago, so last Friday. Okay. Um, 
any any thoughts? I mean, it's it's what we thought was going to happen. I, I guess it for for everybody involved, it's good to have the announcement official and out of the way. But it, yeah, it's I, not a surprise. No, not at all. Um, we've been talking, you know, we've been talking about it forever. We knew, right. you know, we knew that they, you know, we knew as much as. The Texas and Oklahoma stuff is still, I guess, somewhat up in the air. We knew there was no way that these teams were going to be sticking around, right? Until the end of uh, twenty, you know, twenty twenty four. So, I mean, it's exciting because I mean, it's basically a year from now when we know how fast in athletics, yeah, time goes. I mean, when we, you know, and it's not just a football thing, but like, I mean. The season ended six months ago. It does not feel that way. It's starting in two months. It does not feel like it's that far away and it's going to come up on us real quick. Um, so, you know, a year from basically now, it will be, you know, officially official. And now that things are settled in that regard, you're going to start having more discussion, more, you know, more public discussion on, divisions or no division schedule you know the schedule is going to start you know th- those type of things are also going to come out while we're still doing the whole AAC thing so I think that'll almost like strike up more excitement in stages as as we get closer um you know it's I was thinking about this today as I was driving home from camp you know it's going to be almost impossible Getting a, ticket, getting a ticket to the Texas at UC game, uh, you know, October 2023. That too. How hard is it going to be to give a shit about the American Athletic Conference this year? Well, considering I've given as little shit as possible for like the last three years. I know. Uh, might not be that hard for me, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's... I don't, I don't know. I mean, we, I feel like we've hammered that and talked about how we're so glad and all, and all of those things. Yeah. I just mean, but like going through the season, like it, it, we're going to be forced to like have to pay attention to this conference race and have to pay attention to what these other teams are well, doing. I think, and I it's going to be like, I, I hate you. Like, it, <laughs> I think it's okay because we regard, even though I'm not going to, we're not going to call it a rebuild. But like, even though we are probably reload. not it's anticipating doing what we did last year, we're we're still viewing it as a conference championship type of team. Right. Now, if this was like a total rebuild, that would be awful. Like, right, where you're you're, you're wallowing in like, where you're like, I hope we go six and six. You know, yeah. that would make it tough. Knowing that we're we have expectations to win another conference championship and maybe get the group of five bid uh, to a New Year's six game, I think that'll help the ment the mental aspect of it for the fans. Um, kind of get through it as long as the team is performing well, obviously. But right. yeah, I mean, if you, if you were you know looking to try to make a bowl game this year. I think that would be tough. Yeah. Oh, 
I just like I I don't know how you get excited about. I think it'll be harder for basketball than it will be for football, just because the season is so much it, is is longer, and you have more of those games. Like you're not going to have any problem getting excited to play UCF. You're not going to have any problem getting excited for the Indiana game, the Arkansas game. Like the the old, the games in in season for football are not you know there's there's not that many to like you have still to get like Tulane and Tulsa and ECU yeah but they're all at home like, Tulane's at home like we'll be we'll be excited to just go to the games yeah like, not care about the opponent like I don't know um, if I'm talking about the games itself as much as I'm talking about like, like the, the things day- that go with like yeah just the day to day like doing the scout for the Navy right. football game <laughs> like. Or like, who's in? Who's like, who's tracking to play in the championship game? And like, what what games matter as we get into November? They're like, I don't know. I just have a feeling I'm going to be like, you know what? I I want to care. I don't like. I, I don't care what Houston's doing against Memphis this weekend. No. Yeah. I I agree with that. Um... Yeah, you know, but well, you know, we'll pay attention because we want to be informed, right? When, when we the, when we talk about those teams that in relation, right? That's to what I'm getting at. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to have to be informed about those teams anymore. I want to be done with them. I want to wash my hands. I want to be I want to be gone. <clears throat> that brought up an interesting uh, topic on the board this week, which is kind of why I steered it in this direction. Somebody started a thread on. Um, Cincinnati waving goodbye to Memphis for good. I it, it, I don't know if it'll be for good. Like we thought UC and Memphis were parting ways many times before, and you know they 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 keep getting intertwined. Uh is that a rivalry you'll miss? No, no, no. Haven't not 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 in, not in <laughs> basketball either. Neither one. I mean. No, no, I mean, because I guess I'm just looking at it as like, okay, I'd, ra- I'd still rather play West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're not going to have rivalries with any of these teams yet, but would you rather have the rivalry with Memphis or just get to play Kansas, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Baylor, and and hopefully build something? And Houston, yeah. Houston, the- they have more of a rivalry in basketball currently. Now, the, obviously, the Memphis one extends further. Right. But, I mean, you know, UC and Houston, dating back to, you know, the last few years of, of Mick, then when that thing really got cooking, like, that's more of a rivalry to me than the Memphis is the old – to me, the Memphis rivalry is Great Midwest Memphis. Yeah, I mean, it's, Penny it's less it's less current and it's more about Great Midwest days, Penny, you know, those those teams. I understand that. I get what you're. I get where you're coming from. But uh, I mean, that's just that's strictly me. So yeah, they also just they haven't been they weren't good under Passner. They they haven't been able to turn the corner under Penny. Like I, I get where you're coming from in that like Memphis just hasn't had the sizzle uh since becoming a member of the American. Like the games have been good. 
And, you know, you can tell there's still some heat between the two fan bases. Like, I, like I guess, just... yeah, like, what is your, what's your overriding memory of, like, the recent series? Like, is the... The Titus Rubles senior day game? Yeah, I think mine is the, <laughs> and it's a singular moment, too. It's like the alley-oop dunk to Gary. Gary, yeah. The... That, but, like, that's a singular play in how many of these games? Right. That, like... So, I mean, like, I guess if I don't remember anything specifically more than that, I don't know if I can really say, like, that I'm going to miss it. That's fair. That's fair, I suppose. It's it, it, it's unfortunate. I do. I, I like going to Memphis. Like, oh, I, I love the vibe around, especially I, I, I like the conference tournament. You, you do like it because they care about – they care. And so yeah. you at least knew if they were any – way shape or form good that they would turn out that it would be a big game for them you know it's not like a tuesday in tulsa or you know a thursday night in greenville (laughs) right so from that from that aspect yeah but that's that to me almost that almost like exemplifies how shitty the league is that like that, that was like the one time or a year that you, like no matter if it was a Tuesday night, Saturday day, whatever, like, okay, this is this is gonna be a big game. Right. There just weren't enough. That was the the entire problem. There, yeah. there just weren't enough times where you felt like this is gonna be a good one. Like it, especially when Mick had it rolling. There was a lot of times where it was like, we have to do this. Do we really have to go to Greenville again? Do we really have to go to USF to play at 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning? Yeah. Like, you're – all the games are going to be much tougher, but that's not a bad thing. Like, how many times did you watch games where part of it was just watching, praying that they didn't crap the bed and lose to some team 250-plus right. in the RPI? Right. No, you're right. You're right. Um, I guess that's all I've got on like the the specific Big Twelve stuff. Do you you have anything else on that? Uh it sounds like I didn't see it. There weren't any names, but there's like a uh, a group of eight possible candidates for the commissioner, the new commissioner job. That Big 12 media days are the middle of July, I think what I read today. Yeah, do you want to go? Expe- the expectation was that that would be maybe a little fast, but to expect a, a higher by this summer, by the end of the summer. And it is an interesting thing. Like, it's a quote-unquote power five. I think that whole moniker is going to be slowly phased out. Um, but, like, you know, with Texas and Oklahoma leaving – there is not that bellwether blue blood type program. So does that kind of diminish the candidate pool? Like who wants to join because we don't, they don't know or who wants to be the commissioner because they don't know necessarily what the future holds with the current teams, with the new teams, with the TV deal, how the, how the new teams are going to be received from the media partners, stuff like that. So, um, you know, I'm not sure if there's like a line outside their doors in Dallas trying to you know get the job right now. So it'll be interesting to see 
how that unfolds. Yeah, I mean that's that's the challenge, right? Like you've got a new TV deal coming up. You're going to have to to incorporate new teams, new programs into the league. You're going to have to deal with some. You know, I'm sure there's going to be some internal politics jostling for who's going to be kind of the the voice of the conference, right? Well, I mean, Behind the scenes, I mean that's going to be definitely a power. you know up for grabs. You certainly don't have the the Texas you know yeah. choke chokehold over everything. That's um, going to be very different for these these guys. <laughs> right like i'm interested to, to see if if there's a consensus of like we're all in this together then we're going to work as a group or is there you know we want to be that you know we are the new big dog we mm-hmm. are the new shot caller um so that i think is going to be a little interesting uh to watch as we go forward did um did you take anything away from uh, John's press conference this week that we didn't already? He, he did. He did say today he was on with Lance tonight as I was driving home, and he did put a number on it for the first two years. Oh, he 18, did. 18 to 19 million, which is what we kind of thought, but he did put a an yeah. actual number on it. So almost three times what they're making now. Yeah. He said double. It's it's about three times, almost just under more than. Three times. Yeah, the other day he said more than double. So yeah, I'm interested. Nineteen million for the first two years is the number, and then a full share in 2025. Uh, when when the new TV deal hits, I wonder um, how like uh, NCA tournament credits. I would guess it's going to be a little while before they. Yeah, I mean, I would think you're not in the league. Yet. You're not getting those, you know. Yeah. Because those credits don't come until. Like, well, and they, they generally down. spread out over a couple years as well. Right. It's not like a payment each year after right. the NCAA tournament. It's, I want to say it's like seven years maybe or something. I think, yeah, it's spread out over a while. And guess what? They're going to get a lot of tournament credits for the past couple of years. Well, I mean, and, and a couple of years coming going forward. And coming forward. I mean, yeah. you're going to have a league with 14 teams for, I would a say, a, a minimum of two years, like 20, 2023 so. and 2024, I think. There, you, when, when, the, when the news broke that the, the new schools were going to start July 1, 2023, there was some talk from the Texas Oklahoma crowd that they are aiming for July 1, 2024. Right, but that's so not going to cost them like a decent yeah. amount of money to, to make that. Sure, happen. but look how much more they're going to make going to the SEC. Yeah. So, but I mean, guess if, what? I'm the, if I'm the Big Texas 12, Texas and Oklahoma ain't taking a haircut when they get into the, the if SEC. If I'm the Big 12, now I go, here's what it's going to cost. Sure. Yeah, I'm not saying that they don't do that. It's going to be significant, but I don't think Texas and Oklahoma don't care. Like they're not, they're not it's Rutgers. A, I mean, not the numbers that cash. I've heard are they would care type numbers. Like we're talking eighty to hundred million each. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think they're okay with that. Well, then why then they why haven't they paid it already? Because think how much more it would be with an extra year added to it. No, yeah, but I mean, I think it's. 
I think they're gone July 1st, 2024. Should be fine. Yeah. So you get one year um, with then, Texas and Oklahoma in the league. And, and then, then you see, I imagine, you know, maybe not the same amount as, I mean, you look at that, it's like it's another 160 million bucks, say it's 80 for each of them. Yeah. Yeah. So there would potentially be a little, an extra windfall there. Yeah. A couple, couple million in your pocket. Um, so we'll see. I, I, the, the Texas and Oklahoma, I can't, I can't see them waiting until 2025. I, I, just, I just can't. Like, I never thought I, I just never thought they'd even wait this long. Yeah, but it, I, I, that price tag was probably going to be crazy to get out in 2023. Oh, I'm sure it was, but I just figured they were like, who cares? Like, we can't keep, like, we can't say we're in, we, we're going to say we're going to be in this league and we're not going to be in it for like three years. Right. Um, all right. I think we're, I think we're good on the, the big 12 type stuff there. We can timestamp it. This timestamp brought to you by Urban Artifacts, Cincinnati's home for tart beer and seltzer made exclusively with real fruit. Swing by Urban Artifacts, Northside Tap Room, mention Bearcat Journal, and get $2 off a flight of four. When, uh, when is the uh, American Athletic Conference me- football media days? I don't know, Dave. I'm doing it should, should we go for the one, last one? one final hurrah? I don't think it's the clam bake anymore. I think oh, it's down not. In, it's in Dallas. I've got the gadget, Dave. I don't know what that means. It's it's an urban artifact beer. Okay, what kind? Raspberry and blackberry, Midwest fruit tart. Okay. Scotty finally got me to stop by. Mm-hmm. I as as has been discussed, I am not a giant uh, fruit beer fan. Well, are you gonna tell us how it is? I'm I'm getting there. I'm talking for a second. I tried Kelly Kelly is uh Kelly's got her eye on my urban artifact fruit beers. Like she likes the that's her jam. So she tried the strawberry one tonight and really liked it. Um I tried it and actually I thought it was pretty good. But we're gonna go gadget tonight. Tart. It's in the name. Fruit tart. <laughs> aren't, aren't they all? Yes. Is there is there like a key lime pie one? There is. Oh. I'm... There's a key lime pie, Dave, and there's also a spicy key lime pie. Oh, I might enjoy both of those. Yeah, I've got those. So when when you get down there, tell them to load you up on the the ones that you'll think you'll like. Um, this one's actually pretty good. It's it's got a little, you got a little pucker, uh, right here, uh, like as it goes down, but I like that one. I like that one. Yeah, I think uh, I think we should go to the final American Media Day, and so we can just ask absurd questions like, "What was your favorite loss to UC over the last <laughs> three years?" Like. How, how impressive, impressive has it been watching Luke Fickle build a powerhouse in front of your face? When you're when you're game planning, how depressed do you get knowing that you won't be able to keep this within thirty? 
Just ask the most insane, asinine question. How mad were you when UC was running up the score? Yeah. <laughs> without without trying. Yeah, just, it just happened. What was it like trying to score on that defense? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on, Jason? Uh, I hope Paul, we get to. Paul. I hope we get to vote again this year. I do too. I'm. I'm very excited about that. I thought that was one of our better shows of all time. We'll definitely do the exact same thing. Yeah. When you. Yeah. What. What are your opinion on fake punts? Oh, I would definitely ask uh, Mike Houston if they reinforce yeah. the rafters of the visiting locker room. Over the uh, the last couple seasons, does everyone do that at your guys' place now, or is that still just a UC <laughs> thing? Oh, that's great. Um, evening, Jason. Uh, yeah, I wonder if it is a barbecue this year. Do they get? Do they send someone to the? I guess they're from a media day standpoint. I guess they're not really like in the conference yet. So, like, I don't think they'll. Cunningham will no. be at the Big Twelve one too. No. They might have some meetings, though, that he might have to attend. He goes to the meetings. Like, whenever but like, meetings, Yeah, it's not like there. him and, or Luke will be there. So Right. Um, that would be even better if they went to that and didn't go to the AAC one. <laughs> they just took their players to the Big 12 Media Day. It's like the, the, the NWO. <laughs> <laughs> that should be – oh, man, Fair. that's an, that's an idea. Fair. That should be, like, the theme of this year. Like – NWO type, like we're breaking off, like you know. Yeah. That 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 should be the the intro music when we run out on the field and and stuff like that. <laughs> you, you get the four life. Mm-hmm. All the, from everybody. Yep. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Um. The the news of the day today, Dave. They uh, I'm kind of upset. They they're eliminating my spot, I think, to some level. The, the, uh, Norm, I, the Norman Oxley Memorial uh, field I, I, field level spot. I carried on the Norm tradition. If you look at anything that happens in Nippert Stadium into the north end zone, you will see me standing there, right, traditionally right next to the goalpost. Uh, if you look at the the sauce garner. Pick six, there I am. If you look at almost every touchdown that's scored in that end zone, there I am. That's my spot before games. That's my spot after games. And uh, it is going to be no more, Dave, as they are putting in uh, field-level suites underneath the Bearcat layer section, which they stole from the name of our previous iteration of this site. Now they're stealing my spot. Uh, I think that Bearcat Journal should be endowed. I mean, one of the seven luxury suites. Oh. I mean, I kind of came up with this, didn't I? I think so. Like, I've been a, a bad fan fan council member lately. Like, I wasn't at last the last meeting because I was on vacation. The meeting before that was like crazy work stuff. I couldn't go. I believe they've they might have found out about this prior to the announcement but i also do believe that i've talked about field level things now maybe not in this particular location but i've brought up 
field level uh, suites for quite some time. So maybe maybe we should uh, maybe I should get our friend Anthony on on the phone and, and see what we can can work out here. Yeah, I think we need to work something out because I I'm going to have to find a new place to stand. I think maybe we can have uh, Urban Artifacts sponsor one. I've heard the price, and I don't think that's going to happen. For the, whole, for the whole season or for one game? For the whole season. Oh, what's it, like 25 grand, 50 grand? Yeah, right around 25 grand, I think, for the season. Maybe if we pull the Grail, what's the Grail, Danco, Urban Artifact, uh, Galactic, and BCJ, right? We all five go in at five grand a piece. And I think you could have up to like 20 people. I think it said eight to to 20, maybe something like that. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, yeah, got, I, think eight, we could... I have it up on my other screen. Yeah, eight to 20. My cat's in the way. But the interesting part, and I, I will find out about this. So there's always been this conversation of like, we need another some other type of scoreboard jumbotron. So if you're going to put these suites down there, those people are not going to be able to see the game or the scoreboard game. Well, yeah, the game or the scoreboard, but most notably the scoreboard. (laughs) So are you going to, are we going to see then another scoreboard on the other side? I know that's been in discussions to try to figure out how to, how to make that happen. Um, the, The issue is choking off that, yeah. side and a lot of people say well fcc did it they did but then if uc did it they would lose an entry point um and also you would choke off being able to walk all the way around on the south side of the stadium correct so not, i know they're i know they're trying to figure it out uh i want to do the hanging from the crane over the field <laughs> i would be all about that that they did at the rbc canadian open last week um I mean, we're we're looking for different revenue streams. Let's let's go big. Yeah, but um, I think it's awesome. Like, you got to do stuff that is interesting, is different, that separates yourself. That you know, I think it's a great idea for, like they said, companies for parties for just a different a different experience. Like you're right down there by where they run out. Um, it is a different, like for people that have never been on the field, like it is different. Like it sounds different. It feels different. Um, you know, the view isn't always, you know, isn't going to be the best when you're all the way down at one end and if the action's at the other end, but it's very cool when it's at your end. Yeah. When it's it's, there, like it doesn't get any better than having the action. It's very loud and you're going to have a sold out, you know, season and, I can't think of a better time to do it. There's not a, what's going to be interesting is there's not a ton of room down there. Mm -mm. Like they talked about like seven of them. I'm like, where are you going to put seven of them? Are they going to be, I mean, I, I was trying to like eye it up today. I would guess they're going to be 10, 10 foot wide. It's got to go to the other, like the other tunnel though, doesn't it? Yeah, it's going to go, like, I feel like it's going to have to go from, like, the start of the wall to the end of the wall down Like, there. do you build it, well, but you can't put it, 
in front of like where the game day locker room is. That's too close to the field. So both of those locker rooms have doors that come out the sides. Right. But there's equipment and everything down there too. I'm thinking maybe you have like three or four in one corner and three or four in the other corner and you build it up high enough in the one corner. I guess you could do it in both. But you build up high enough that the where corners like, are where those the teams come out. That they run out from un, they run out under the platform. Nah, these are supposed to be field level suites under the Bearcat layer, is what what the description is. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I'm just trying to envision how that how that works. Yeah, I'm not positive because there's not. It's not spacious by <laughs> any stretch of the imagination. Well, I mean, we know that nothing. Nothing in that stadium or campus right? is spacious. Right. Scoreboard above the southernmost part of Shank Pavilion. Maybe. I mean, that, that would solve a lot of your problems. But isn't that right there by the tennis courts? Uh, you could put it at the top of the corner, I guess. I mean, that's where you'd need to put it to give it the best, you know, sight lines, I guess, from different parts of the stadium. I think just what's the what's the what's the building in the in the end zone called? Shimmel Shimmelap. I, I can't. Midlap. Midlap. Yeah, whatever. Put I it on the that. on the roof. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be right there. Field level suites in the north end zone. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I wish they had like drawn them in there, like imposed them in there. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's, I would guess what. So it's 54 yards from end zone to end zone, right? That's 54 yards. The, so that's from side, wait, from what? Sideline to sideline, from sideline to sideline, 54 yards. And that's about the exact length. Of that space. Yeah. No, located in the north end zone nearest the team tunnels. Right. So right right here. Yeah, I just need to right. see it. Yeah. I, I don't I don't have a great answer either, but yeah. that's that's what it sounds like but, based uh, on well, what I they're mean, describing. The idea is is a great idea. Hopefully it sells out and it looks great. And, you know, we don't throw too many things at the other team. And, you know, it'll be good. But that's where I watch pregame. That's where I watch warm-ups. That's where I watch most of the game. Uh, I guarantee you there's going to be some kind of restriction on photographers being in that north end zone going forward. Yes. The, the other uh, – the other big announcement was the, I guess, am I saying this right? Revel XP. Yeah. Kind of like a turnkey tailgate. I'm system. interested for your thoughts on this. I mean, I've we this is the number one reason we don't have a spot in the grid. Is that I don't want to get there early, have to lug all my crap out there, and then tear down my tailgate early and lug it back to my car. So, so this would make you more likely to get a spot on the grid. Yeah, I mean, we like where we tailgate, and we like bringing our own stuff. But yeah, I mean, I I feel like 
a lot of people would take advantage of this. This is not something new. Like Tennessee's been doing, I know Tennessee's been doing this for years. Um, I just think it allows you to enjoy that whole atmosphere so much more that you don't have to keep looking at your watch and being like, okay, I want to go in it. The game's at 3.30. We need to be in there by 3. So we need to tear down, start tearing down at 2 so we have everything ready to take to our car and then be back here, you know, like, you don't have to worry about any of it now. Right. If you if you choose. And, you know, they have the new area at the Commons that I think is cool. Um, that's... You think that was game day inspired? Where they were like, we need to... We need to be doing more with this. I think it's game day inspired. I just think it's more options inspired. I think it's, you know, maybe people, I don't know the situation when it comes to spaces on the grid. Maybe the grid is sold out and there are people that are still interested in the type of situation like that. Um, I think it's even, you know, from the standpoint of the way things are set up now, where the commons is, you can get your the fast pass uh, ticket situation. Like you could be tailgating in the stadium from the commons in like one minute. Yeah, it's those are the those are the gates I always go up and around and go in that gate that is by uh, like the bookstore area, and there's never anybody there. Right. So you could tailgate up there and be on the. And I never know what side is what. I just call it the press box side. I don't know if that's east or west. But, um, like, you could be – if you're on the press box side, your seats – I mean, you're in the stadium in your seats in, like, five minutes from the comments. I think I think that's west, but don't quote me. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, mean, I just think it's – because now you have your – you know, you have University Garage that is kind of its, its own tailgate thing. You have the grid. You have the commons now, like. I'm I don't think I'm like breaking any news or anything, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing something back in the arena. I don't know what, um, but I think that's going to be another option this year. So you're just giving people that want to experience the game, maybe in different ways. You're just giving them a lot of options, which I think is important. And I mean, you got to sold out, season ticket base, you're probably going to sell out every game. You need, uh, you need other options. You need, you know, these new season ticket holders, give them opportunities where before, you know, if you weren't a season ticket holder, you probably couldn't get a grid spot because, or a university garage spot. Cause these are all taken up by longtime season ticket holders. So now you're giving right. people options. You still have the truly rooftop thing. Like that's been selling out for the last, I want to say, yeah, well, it definitely sold out last year. I, I can't speak on. I don't think the year before because of COVID or whatever. But, um, I just. I wonder if the soccer field option is still a thing. Do you ever? Did you hear that? Yeah, I mean, I know about, about that. I I know about that. I mean, it, it sounds like that. If that was something that they felt could be worth it financially, because that's a lot of spaces. Yeah. And a lot of operational cost. Um, Where they were going to have to put down like the, the right, like the, the black rubber. the black rubber pieces of plywood, basically. Yeah, that's a lot of four by eight pieces of plywood. 
And it's a lot of work to get them down and then take them back up. Right, because you can't just leave them down for the whole football yes. season. Yes. No, because <laughs> soccer season is football season. Well, even if it wasn't, like you couldn't leave them down because when it rained, it would your field would get moldy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you would have to set them down like what? Friday night into Saturday morning and then take, take them, them up, up on Sunday. Right after the game or on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was a great idea. The idea was to put all those those rubber sections down and turn that into a tailgate area. Yeah. Which is a big space. Like, Oh, it's a huge space. I think it's, you know, they're going to be enhancing Shakely Lawn as well. I mean, we saw that partway through the season, expanding the perimeter. I think that's going to continue. Adding the food trucks. Right. I think that's going to continue to be enhanced. Um, you know, it, it just kind of falls back on the on the thing that you and I have talked about and John's talked about and Anthony's talked about is, is game day experience. How do we get people to forego the whole couch, you know, home environment that has become so good now? And how Creating do we... Creating tailgate in a... Very small area. How do we? What? How do we plus up things? Like how do we? How do we? It's not just a tailgate. It's it's not just a, a game day. It's it's more than that. It's and I won't call it premium seating or stuff like that and get into the whole nipper discussion. But these are these are premium options. Like not everybody is going to be able to get a, a field level suite. Not everybody is going to want to get the commons tailgating but there are going to be some that will so i think it's important to have that option out there for people i agree and and just think about how far they've come from before the grid was a thing where tailgating was like oh it was a chore to tailgate at uc and now it's it's much easier much more accessible and you have a visual like the catwalk is a visual now that you see in every pregame package, right? Mm-hmm. So it's um, it, it's it's continuing to make the game day experience around UC feel big time, and I think sure. that's uh, that's important. Like that's a lot of what the fan council has been about, right? Like going over these ideas and and seeing what fans are like what different subsets of the fan base think about the different ideas and what would work and what might not and why, what the challenges will be uh, when you try to implement some of this stuff. Like that's, that's the gist of all of this to begin with. Yeah. I mean, from the looks of it, like if you want to do the commons thing, you basically have to go through Revel because you're not going to be able to drive your, personal vehicle up there and you're not going to get anywhere close to there um to to drop stuff off what you'd have to do the 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 circle drive (laughs) at the beginning of the or you know when you pull in (laughs) yeah i mean there's a whole whole (laughs) faq here of uh you know we will set up and maintain equipment owned and provided by revel you're welcome to bring your own personal setup, your own permanent equipment that does not exceed the allocated space. Um, I 
So, but yeah, there's, um, it looks, <laughs> I mean, it looks, I'm sorry. I'm trying to just read this. There's like two packages of varsity and letter winner up to 10 guests and up to 20, you know, one of them, you get a big cooler with ice. One of them, you don't, you get signage, you get tables, chairs, tents. Um, so like, let me see, what is, God, this is the first time I've really looked at it. So the full season, if you did the full season, the varsity level is 2,500 and the Letterman level is 4,700. That's not bad. No. It's not bad at all. Let me see, where else have they done? They also do this. They've got a pretty, they probably hire cheap labor at colleges, but they're they're doing this at about well, 50 like the, it's not it's about fifty schools. Okay, Jason, you're on top of Green, and have have you ever come over to our tailgate? I feel like this should not be the first time I'm hearing about this. Yeah. They got like 50 schools, SEC championship, college football playoff, Chick-fil-A kickoff game. They do it at BYU. What are those tailgates like? How much does that, (laughs) how much does that run you? You don't have to worry about the alcohol. Oh, they got lots of options there. They got Varsity, Letterman, All-American, and Club. Vizio Full Media Package, Picnic Pack, Cocktail Tables. You got lots of options at BYU. Wow. Full season, 10 grand. See, UCF's on here. I wonder if you get an extra night at the Holodome. You get the UCF package. You get an extra night at the Howard Johnson. You can have up to 40 guests and a 20 by 20 tent with the Vizio media package at UCF. The Mormons must have some some cash. Oh, no, the the UCF one's 12,500. Jason said he's given you a passing hello but never introduced himself. You know how many beers I've had that a, a passing hello with what that does? <laughs> <laughs> you, you gotta stop by. Drink some drink some beers, eat some food. Chad will be there, Brent will be there, Aaron's there. It's but, a it's uh, an event, it's a scene. That's right. But no, I mean I think it's Michael, awesome. Michael, we hope to see you. Isn't it supposed to be sponsored this year too? Your tailgate, Dave? It might be. We've, we've had that conversation with with Urban Artifact in the past. That's what I thought. So that'd be interesting. So, so if you're if you're there and you're you're in passing, you could get a free Urban Artifact beverage. Galactic Fried Chicken wants to sponsor the tailgate. That would be cool too. Well, I'm sure we could maybe work something out for one uh, one week. I don't know that I can get him to do it the entire season. No, one week. I mean, we're yeah. always we're always looking for, you know, you gotta 
figure out what we're going to bring. So maybe maybe we'll go back to our good friends at Everett's Meats in Newport. This, I'm uh, I'm the only well. I only ever have to worry about the beer, so I ha- I have it easy. Okay, I just bring the beer, but uh, but no, I mean this is making me want to go to a football tailgate. Game. <laughs> tailgate. He said his group does game. the fireball shots before we head to the game. Okay, I you think I think I know. yeah I think so I think so. Okay, are the those the people in the corner? I I, th- I feel like uh, Jason, are you guys the ones that are kind of by the door? Well, the booze knocks are right by the door, right? There's ones right by that are by the door and then across, kind of across. Like we park okay. on the corner, and um, I usually go in fa- fairly early because I want to sneak my beers in. Don't tell anybody. How you doing, Crip Keeper? What what's the what's usually the total number? There's usually what about fifteen to twenty Simone family tailgaters. Yeah, because my parents' neighbors have season tickets, and then their two daughters. Oh, okay. I know what he's. I know where he's at. Um, their two daughters both go to UC, so they bring all their friends, and then you know we, my aunt and uncle are season ticket holders now, and so yeah, it's it's getting it's getting up in the the ten to to twenty range. I bet we could get tendies for twenty. Yeah. At a at a tailgate, I, I bet we could we could get Galactic in on that. I Wash it down with some I, urban artifacts. I give them some Jello shots. You wanna try? Ke- Kelly's gonna try the. Oh, we can get a review. Raspberry blackberry. Oh, Come here. Come here. You gotta give it you a gotta, review. You gotta give it a review. You're fine. Everybody knows your hair's growing back. It's all right. <laughs> She's like, my hair. She probably has more than me still. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. it's coming in good. Way more than me. It's coming in good. Yes, Michael, we have more than just beer. <laughs> she said it's not as tall. And it likes it. Thumbs up. And then she walked away. I like how Michael asked if there's anything non-alcoholic at our tailgate. It's a good question. Uh, usually yeah. Dave's mom brings a water for me. The water for my dad to mix his whiskey with. <laughs> That's why she's always like, do you want a water? And then your dad's like, don't know. No, yeah, there's a couple Diet Cokes floating around, usually for after the game. So you can drink those and drive home. Yeah. But, uh, Jello shots have fruit in them, so, you know. Right. Yeah. He's got he's got medicine he's on. He's not allowed to have alcohol. Yes, but yes, we have we all everyone is anyone and everyone is welcome. We always yeah, the way my mom is, we always have plenty of food. Yep. When we were on vacation, we had twelve people. Guess how many pork tenderloins we grilled? Twenty seven. Well, no, that's a bit of an exaggeration. Six. <laughs> Well, I mean, when you slice that up, that's like twenty-seven pork chops. Yeah, no, we with like inch inch thick pieces. We yeah. did four, four uh, like skirt steaks for twelve people. It was so much food. It's ridiculous. Wait, weren't you eating the the catered the the private chef food for like three days? No, ju- just the next day. Okay. Just the next day, had some some lunch and some some appetizers the next day. 
Cussie keeps asking me, Dad, did you hire the private chef for the first night? <laughs> no, there's three of us. We'll be okay. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, Louise, it's child. definitely more of like a, a big group type of thing. Yeah. So just let I'm serious. Let your family know we're coming next. Year. I told them, hey, they already had me looking at houses for next year. Where are we going? I'm probably going same spot. Okay. Back well, to Destin. They already got me looking for houses. I'm in. We're in. The Brendels are in. Imagine what that's what that's going to do. The two of us doing a BCJ podcast from the same party house. That's right. Oh. That's going to be brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, are you guys in? The Smith family coming too? No. No. Okay. I want no part of even producing that episode. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, Aaron. You can you can hang. I mean, it's a club canopy was only was open every other night. It, you know, we we didn't. You know. You lost me when you said we're trying to get the cops called on us tonight. <laughs> Yeah, well, we like to have fun. I noted. Here, here's a here's what we're gonna need to uh, establish, Dave. Do not put that in Kelsey's head that we're trying to get the cops called on us. Why? She'll try hard. She's she's an overachiever. Well, I mean, <laughs> my my brother spins the spins the records. What whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Well. Guaranteed, she'll be up at two o'clock in the morning when Club Canopy's still going on because she's like <laughs> your dad. She doesn't ever sleep. Um, all right, I think that's uh, I think that's it for the tailgate information, the news, the field level suites. Um, we can we can timestamp that. Are you curious to explore what lies beyond standard craft beer? Take a trip to Urban Artifact. They don't make beer. They make fruit tarts. Come see what the world of real fruit has to offer. Swing by Urban Artifacts Northside Tap Room. Mention Bearcat Journal. Get $2 off a flight of four tasters. Those kind of kind of fires like the uh, salivation ducks. Do you get like a like shoot a shooting not pain but like a little like yeah, yeah. So gonna, like uh, when you salivate it, like it, yeah, it fires. It's, it's very weird. I had my my major surgeries on my face and everything. There are certain beers. I don't know if it's like the hop level or what it is, but like uh, certain beers, I get like sharp pains and like shooting pains in my jaws. These are so I don't I don't know if it's the I don't know what it is, but you know it's and these are strong, they're eight percent. Like this is why you would like these. Yeah. They get the job done. <laughs> Good to hear. Not all of them, just the gadget. I think uh, some, I think some of the seltzers are five percent, but the gadgets eight. The seltzers are lower, the beers are five the strawberry so. one Kelly had was eight point seven. Five is still good. Well, I know, like the uh, um, five is a an easy an easy drinking all day type of type of level. Astronaut food is fifteen, so it's, it seems like you're going to be chewing astronaut food, <laughs> not drinking it. 
Uh, I didn't get any of the astronaut food. Aaron and Brent did. I'm kind of jealous about that. I mean, they're only like, they're like, a, they look like a can of tomato paste. Yeah, it's like, it's like a V8 can. It's like a, <laughs> a, little, it's like a little, little eight ounce. Yeah, a little depth charger. <laughs> At 15%, that's, that's really all you need. Uh, no, I was not in a Speedo when I did the cannonball. <laughs> Nobody, whether it was whether it was dark or not, wants to wants to see anything along those lines. No, I think I was. I think this was um, some trunks that had tacos and neon palm trees on them. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's go to recruiting here for a, for a hot minute. Uh, we did get one, two big announcements out of the last OV weekend with Cam Calhoun and Amari Snowden, both committing to the Bearcats. And those are, we had a good sense of where the Cam Calhoun one was going, but Snowden Dave is a guy that, that's a, an outstanding reward. Right, because you have recruited that kid for a long time. He's a high-level guy. There were a lot of high-major programs that really wanted him and were doing all that they could to get involved. Cincinnati built a lead, maintained that lead, and then got his commitment after the official visit. Uh, so for those two guys, uh, that's pretty big for the Bearcats. For sure, and I'm trying to. I've got his page pulled up here. I mean, they offered him. They offered him a week ago, last, last week, year. A, a year ago, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So. Eight, and did everything they could along right. that process to try to to secure his commitment, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean this this is the, this is where you kind of. It goes to that next next level of recruiting where you identify a, a big time target, you put in all this work, and not saying that other that you don't, you know, feel bad or bummed out or disappointed as a coaching staff when you don't get anybody. I mean, you get you you, you want to get them all that you truly want, and but like. Now we're work, now we're kind of like we've talked about. We're in a different pool, and you're talking about difference makers. You're talking about you know four stars. We're talking about nine guys now, right? Top five hundred kids. I mean, the twenty twenty to through twenty twenty two, which were all very good classes in UC history, had eight total kids like that. Right. So. You know, and and this is when you get to the point too where it's always the he had this offer, but could he like if he called him tomorrow and wanted to commit, would they let him commit? You know, those type of deals. Like, yes, such and such school offered them six months ago. But if they called him right now and wanted to commit, would they take their commit? Now we're getting into the the players that like these kids could commit to whoever they, pretty much whoever they want, whenever they want. Right. So, I mean, we're kind of seeing it with like Jermaine Matthews camped at LSU, got an LSU offer today. 
ran, ran a pair of four fours. So like, and was according to some people there the best DB at the camp. If Ellis, if he commits to UC, no one can say, "Oh well, yeah, he had these offers, but they like LSU would take him today. Ohio State would take him today. Right. Everybody, everybody else that's offered him would take him today." So we're kind of we're in the different realm of, you know, we always say you know also held offers from so and so. We don't know if that offer still exists because maybe they filled up on other players because they didn't want to wait or they got the vibe that he wasn't going to go there. So it's you know, but a guy like Amar, I mean, six three one ninety. I mean that's that's sauce right now. I mean sauce measure. Yeah. Sauce was one six three one ninety at the combine, six two and, and five eighths or whatever one ninety at the combine. From what I've told, Snowden is longer. Also, long as hard as that is to believe, one arm, both arms, longer than Ahmad Gardner. Yeah, and so. positional versatility could move to safety. You know. Gonna get a crack at corner. That's the thing. You got him. Listen's corner, 6'3, 187. Cam Calhoun, 6'2, 175. Luke Evans, 6'1 and a half, 160 you know, on this slider side, 165. Braden Moore, 6'1, 190. Yeah. You know. That's my sleeper. I, I I've and I know it's crazy, like he's an 88 7 or whatever, but I it, he was at camp today working out. Uh, and he just looks like a prototype safety. Like, it, it, you know. Well, I mean, one of these dudes is going to grow into a sniper. Sure. So, I think mean, he could be one of those guys. Could. And with the way he moves, oh, like, there's a bunch. And, and we're hearing it already uh, from the, the 2022 guys as they're starting to come in that group of uh, Pat body. And uh, we, we talked with. Oh yeah. Uh, Brady. I mean, what, sincere Lewis, sincere Lewis is like two fifteen. Yeah. Is that what Brady said? Am I, I mean, if, I, yeah, he was one eighty five when he got here. He's like, he's almost 40 pounds bigger. He was talking about a lot of guys. So I, I might be getting it, you know, mixed up or whatever. But like Deshaun Pace was 6'3", 195 listed yeah. on our site. Who knows how yeah. accurate that was? But like Oliver is, Bridges apparently looks great. Safety. He was he was six two one eighty in high school, so he could be two ten two fifteen before long. Like again, this is why you continue to recruit these kids that are six two one hundred and eighty to one hundred and ninety five two hundred pounds. Six three, six two, six one and a half. Like, I don't know. I still go back to like what uh, Lyndon Stevens and Grant Coleman. Like, neither of those guys were six foot, like with platforms on. No, and I think you do that with DBs because unlike a lot of positions, like you have more options to to become something if you're a high school DB. Like you could stay a corner, you could Absolutely. go to safety, you could become a sniper, you could become a linebacker. Shit, I mean, you could take it to the extreme of like a Sam Hubbard type that came into Ohio State as a safety 
and just kept getting bigger and bigger and moving closer and closer. Now I don't think you're going to, that's, that's not a common thing, but like a wide receiver is kind of a wide receiver. Running back is a running back. A tight end's a tight end. Like, but the defensive backs have some, some options once you get them into your program and see how they develop, how other players develop, um, where, you know, there's, there's definitely some different opportunities for them compared to other positions. So you just keep stacking these like great athletes with great traits in that six foot to six, three, one 65 to one eighty five high school range. And you just see what happens. Well, let, let's be honest. If you're a linebacker, you're not shrinking to become a safety. No, because you're probably if, not, because you're probably not fast enough. Right. And if you bulk up, you're pretty much only becoming a rush end, right? You're not bulking up from linebacker to defensive tackle or like a nose or a three technique. There's just not the linebacker position. Like you would look at it in college. You look at it in the NFL. Like it's two, it's two linebackers a lot of time. And maybe you got a coverage guy that that plays three downs, but right. I would just rather keep getting DBs and, from a college standpoint, if you need to turn one into a linebacker, then you turn one into a, a fast, maybe a little bit undersized, but from a college standpoint, like a Jarrell White, Perry Young, and then I would put um, Deshaun a, a, a bigger, a yeah. bigger type of, but same type of thing. Like he was a all over the place guy in high school, listed What's, as a safety, um, listed as a safety, but then comes in Malik, Malik Clemens. Malik Clemens was kind of he was the first. I mean, it was the what? It was the what? Joker back then. Yeah. Um, but he was kind of the first guy that they took from safety and moved into that kind of slot box linebacker cover guy. Hybrid. Essentially, a box safety. Yeah, that's what Wig was. I mean, that's where he made all his plays was in inside the hashes inside the numbers down in the box, like the interception against UCLA at UCLA, the interception, the game ender against SMU, like all those plays were made inside. He was also kind of a nickel corner. Yeah. But he I mean, was, he, he was, w- he was different because he could do because of his athleticism, he could do whatever the hell you asked him to do. Right. There are a lot of guys like him, but he was the fair. box guy. Forrest was the was the single high type the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they ran him. They run him basically like the way the Bengals run Jesse Bates and Von Bell. Yeah, you're interchangeable. You, you can do a, a lot of different things. Um, they just don't play cover two. They play single high and box. Right. Uh, but Braden Moore today, like, just look like. I feel really good about where that that kid's career is headed. He just he, he's he, he takes coaching. He's a smart kid. We had him on the podcast. He you know he, he handled himself exceptionally well in that setting. Like I, I think they're getting. And the funny thing, I say steal, but what a year ago he would have been like one of the top two or three recruits in the whole class. And this year he is one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven. He's eighth. Yeah, he would have been, <laughs> been fourth last year. Yeah, eighty-eight, one, nine, and he's eighth. 
He's been fourth last year, and see, I'm trying to load it up. For, he'd have been second in 21. Yeah. I'm gonna. I, I mean, listening to Brady the other day, and just kind of the the vibe I've been getting. I'm gonna ask a ridiculous question, maybe, and I want you to tell me if it's ridiculous. Okay. JQ JQ starts by my birthday. I don't think it's ridiculous. I don't think it's crazy. My birthday is October 10th. For all those wondering why I threw that out there, because it's kind of like middle of the season. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy. I like. I don't know that it's crazy that he doesn't walk out of higher ground <laughs> as a one B. Right, like I don't know. Like when we saw him in the spring, he didn't look out of place. Sounds like he's crushing it in the workouts. He's he's doing. He's having guys on visits. Which I mean, he's he hasn't even been here six. He's been here six months. He's hosting guys on visits. Hi, JQ. Not, not that that has anything to do with whether you're going to start or not. But they're not going to let you host a guy, right? If they don't think that you understand what that means and and how to portray the message and and all that it means to to bring a recruit and host a recruit, we, we were talking about that today. Uh, just like sizing up who had hosted who over the past couple of weeks or whatever, and the, the the talk turned to like who's been the best at hosting visits. Of like the who's got era. the best the best hit rate. It became very clear well, that there's only one answer. Mike Warren. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to have a good visit? Go out and have a good time? Or you want to hang out and play video games? Do you want to have a good visit? Or do you want to have a great visit? Because yeah. Evan Evan was like, no, Mike Warren hosted me. Mike was really good at hosting visits. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, was like I, I get the sense. I mean, I... If Mike Warren hosts you on a visit, that is a weekend that you remember for a long I mean, time. Not this, a short time. This will this would probably this is a top five story that we cannot tell on this podcast, no matter what. But if you come by the tailgate, maybe we'll tell you about the Mike Warren post Miami Ohio rain game story. <laughs> story. I honestly, we might not the the exact. No, never mind. We won't go down that. I'm not. We can't tell that on this on this format. But here is a part that that gives you that story. If you come to the tailgate this year, Chad and I'll tell it to you. That will give you a a perfect look into why Mike is would be great to be your your host on your visit. So here's what I can tell about. uh, Remember the the, it was you know everybody was soaked. It was a it was a disaster. It was a nightmare. UC wins the game, and one of the local TV stations uh, goes to talk to Mike after because he had what he scored all the points, right? Or all, all the touchdowns, right? I, think. Uh, I don't remember. Anyhow, and so they're waiting to go live, and Mike is standing there with the the TV reporter, and they're talking, and Mike is just like every other word, mf this and f that and da 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 da, and the TV guy's like getting nervous. Like I'm about to go live with this kid and I don't, I'm, I'm afraid he's going to slip. 
And he's like, so he tries, he reminds him, he's like, you know, we're live TV, like we can't. And Mike's like, no, I know, man. What do you, what do you think? Like, I know I can't cuss on live TV. You think I'm an idiot? Like, we're not on live TV yet, right? Like, this is how I talk <laughs> when the camera's not on. But if you turn that camera on, I'm gonna be professional. We're gonna do our thing. Like, Mike was, Mike was truly one of a kind. We need to get him on a podcast. But that's not, that's not the story, though. No, no, no. Can't tell. I'm just telling the precursor. <laughs> yeah. But, Wetting your appetite, if you but, will. But, 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 I, but, but, but I said to Adam, like, that's – Mike, a Mike Warren hosted visit is a visit that sticks with you. Yes. <laughs> but we got, somehow we got to there from talking about JQ starting. but uh, Well, but JQ hosting visits, like, right. they, they were all, like, Chris Scott's, like, you know, I got Aiden Green and – He's hosting Malik Elzey, uh, who's a four-star wide receiver that's in town tonight. Um, so everybody, like, they, we're, you're getting back to a point where these guys are all really starting to take pride in, like, no, I'm I'm the closer. I'm the closer. Like, nobody nobody does visits better than me, which I think is, like, it's – that's the the fun of the competition between all these guys. Like, they, they want to win all the way down to, like, who's getting the commits. Mm-hmm. No, that was my that was my commit. I got him. That was well, I mean, mine. He there are no spots spoken for. So like why couldn't he be? Right. I mean, I guess Arquan has a spot. Ar- but yeah, but even Arquan, I was talking to him today. I'm like, boundary, he's like boundary nickel. But yeah, I mean, like if JQ starts Ar- and Arquan goes back to his normal spot. Right. Or they start opposite each other. Yeah, he takes the Kobe spot, and then somebody yeah. else is in the nickel. Sammy, Sammy told me he's claimed the nickel. That's his spot. He's the nickel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Arquan's you. Like, Arquan's like, I might let him borrow it. Thank you for, for clearing that up for us. We, we, I wasn't sure. <laughs> That's, uh, dude, there's nothing better than, than being hanging around camps in the summer. Because, you know, normally when we're around, guys are in practice mode, right? Like, they're... they're they're dialed in or they're like exhausted from two and a half hours in the heat and, you know, coaches are dialed in on the game plan and the meeting and executing, you know, what they're supposed to do or we're at higher ground and everybody's just trying to grind through it. You go to camps and everybody's just having, not have like having fun, but like everybody's loose. Everybody's guard is down. Oh, I, I can't get into the exact number, but I was uh, part of a conversation yesterday discussing um, between cost of attendance and Cincinnati is participating in the the good grades thing. What which, is that? if you get if you get good grades, they can pay you. Oh, now, okay. The school can pay you for good grades. Uh, and NIL, and there's a couple other things that are going on. Let me just say. Cincinnati's competitive in terms of right. the checks that players are getting. They're not going to tell you. The school's not going to tell you. Oh, you mean they don't have like a guy like the Miami Hurricanes guy who's a billionaire and, you know. No. But I can assure you, especially the upperclassmen, like I know there's a uh, kind of a waiting period on like the grades thing and some of that stuff. The kids that are into their third, fourth, year on campus they're doing all right yes aaron the dude at miami's under investigation by the ncaa oh, yeah. as well so yeah. there's that it is miami 
Yeah. It is Miami. He was just openly tweeting about, like, I paid this guy $800,000 to transfer here. Of course. But anyhow, they're not hurt. There was plenty of zeros in the, 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 the checks that I heard that were coming this summer for a lot of these upperclassmen. So, yeah. Um, Anthony Brown taking his official visit to Kentucky this weekend, but before his official visit, decided to stop by and kick it for a little bit. I believe he bumped into Malik Elsie, who happens to be a friend of his. The old, um, the old bump. The old, the old bump. The old recruiting they, bump. They passed each other. Oh, I didn't know you were going to be here today. Yeah. Coach. I just stopped down. <laughs> What's up? Good to see you, bro. Um, but, yeah, he. Uh, I, I, I think that has to be a very good sign, obviously. When Vince Morrow and Kentucky are involved, you're going to have to hold on to your ass through the official visit. But uh, he takes that official visit this weekend. As I said on the board earlier this week, I think this thing's coming down to Kentucky and Cincinnati. Uh, and if that's the case, official visit to Cincinnati last weekend, Kentucky this weekend, we should be getting close to a decision from Anthony Brown. Yeah. I mean, you, um, you don't hear that a lot, even though you're driving past one school on your way to another. Your mind is usually, you know, Hyper focused on the visit you're about to go on, you don't usually hear of a kid stopping just to say what's up, uh, you right? Know, at a place that he just visited and, and is you know one of his top uh pursuers. That's not normal, that's usually a good sign for the school that's in that's in the lead, or at least has had the first visit. Um any other recruiting questions you have for me? Uh, so he's the only visitor, right? This week, Malik? yeah, I know. Um, yeah, LZ is the only visitor. I know. Initially, Nick Oliviera was going to visit this weekend, but then his schedule opened up and allowed him to visit the first weekend uh, when he committed. So, to my knowledge, yes, LZ is uh, the only visit scheduled for this weekend. Yeah, so you're looking at kind of a, within the next couple weeks, maybe month, you're likely going to have a decision with, I shouldn't say likely, on Malik. I'm not sure what his time frame is, but I think it's fair to say we're close on decisions from Jermaine Matthews, Jalen Thompson, and Anthony Brown. Is that is that fair to say? Um, I mean, Thompson... Uh... I, I have not – have you seen if he has picked where he's going to go this week? Yeah, he's going to Penn State. Okay. So we were right on that. Yeah. I know there were a lot of people that felt Ohio State uh, was the third threat. Uh, we both felt that it was Penn State. So he is going to Penn State this weekend and then Michigan State next weekend. Yes. I would – I mean, I, I don't know how there's not a decision – Shortly after that, right? Right. I would. I would agree. Like you've you've narrowed it down to the three schools that are recruiting you the hardest. He did take a visit to Pitt as well, but uh, sources... I, I, my understanding is Pitt is not right. I would say that UC Penn State and Michigan State are the are the main focus. 
I would say uh, in horse racing terms, Penn State is running fourth, uh, multiple furloughs behind the pace. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, yeah. Matthews, who knows, man. It, apparently, this is, this is going to be decided by July 4th. It'll yeah. be interesting. Ohio State is supposed to get a visit this weekend. Does LSU try to get one the following weekend? I'm sure they're going to try. Has also kind of tried to enter in this mix. Who was the last one you said? Jackson State. Oh, okay. Dion trying to get involved. Um, and then Brandon Solis. Solis. Yeah, I, I was told Solis is how you say it. I didn't Maybe include him because I I don't think we're like in like a commit watch type thing. If it happened, I think it would be a surprise. Not that he could yeah. you see, but like that he just he made a decision in the next month. It, it we learned last year that it's very clear Trent Dofer likes his guys to wait. Yeah, and this is a kid from Lipscomb Academy. Look. Say what you will about how that process played out. They stayed very true to Cincinnati. Cincinnati was in the lead from June 1st all the way through the end of Luther Richardson's recruitment. Without they Luther, just didn't there, rush though, it. Without Luther there, I'm not sure I wouldn't want to get him make a decision now. I know. I, I'm just I'm just that's that's not the that it's not that an offensive Regression is is indicative of an offensive lineman's play, but I just don't think you. I'm a, I have no idea if they will or they won't. But like, I mean, Luther was a special quarterback and they had a special season, and you know, you never know what an offense is going to be. And then, yeah, you're taking. A, I think you're taking a little bit of a chance. Absolutely, without question. Um, what about offensive line and defensive line? Jalen Thompson is a defensive lineman. Brandon Solis is an offensive lineman. So they already have what three offensive line commits, and then one defensive line commit with Kamari Burns. Um, they haven't. I think they're pretty damn happy with what they've got inside right now. I don't think uh, an interior lineman has been much of a focus this cycle. They got they got enough bodies. They got lots of dudes, and if you're going to continue to play three three five, there's, like, yeah, there's only so many interior guys you can take right then they have a shit ton of them or potentially a shit ton of them um i did not I, I might have missed it monday night uh since you guys went 17 hours um but did brady mention anything about shep yeah we talked about shep a little bit said he looks good he's dropped he's dropped a bunch of weight once they got him on the uh like once he signed and they got him on the nutrition plan, uh, he was down to like 316, I think. Which he was he was up there. When, when he was coming for visits, he was he was a big boy. Um, but they got wanna, him down I wanna to, go to I wanna go to like all you can eat wings with him and Dante. Uh, are you coming uh, July Aaron, what do you say? July first? July first, I heard. You coming? Might be able to. Might be able to. I mean, we're done there by like nine in the morning. Oh, I know. It's like six a.m. to nine, nine thirty. 
And you get, get out of there. Nine thirty, Aaron. I went. I went last year. I, I, we didn't leave it because we stayed around for smoothies and Chick Fil A breakfast. <laughs> right. You guys did. I had to go. It's a. It's a scene. That's for oh, sure. I know. I might dress up. What do you mean you might dress up? I might dress up. I don't know. It's a. It's an event. Like you gotta. You gotta bring your best. Are you, are you gonna Dave after dark squat fest? I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I will. Maybe I grow a Brady mustache. <laughs> I haven't. Oh, I haven't I seen. That. I haven't seen it, but I can grow one in about forty-five minutes. He had a. He had a sweet stash. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Did about you that. have like a, a um, what was that movie? Super Troopers type mustache. So it was it was a full full mustache to like the side of the mouth. It didn't come all the way down. Like a push and broom? The soul patch. And then the soul patch. The old soul patch. Yeah. Full soul <laughs> patch too. Like aggressive soul patch. What what nine what like two thousand four rock band is he joining? Oh, that's he's Fred Durst. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. If you, if you like uh, you know. He's a uh, alien ant farm, maybe. <laughs> He's definitely got the the nineties the nineties rock ball. Oh, Brent loved, Brent oh, was ready to of make course, sweet of love course, Brent. to Brady. Brent wanted to go on a mustache ride. <laughs> oh my god! You almost made me just spit out my <laughs> urban artifact. Wow. Um. So yeah, that's. Yes, sir. We, we were all thinking it. We were all thinking it. That's why we had Dave here, because Dave says what we're all thinking. That's right. Um, basketball wise, uh, or well, let's let's get a timestamp in. Is that, uh, is that we don't have anything else on recruiting? I, I don't have it. much else on football. I mean, it, I mean they got twenty commits. They're not. They're gonna. It's gonna right. slow down. We're 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 whittled down to a very small number of. I mean, we're talking about level... these these four or five kids that we've been talking about for a while that have taken visits, and then we know they're going to keep some spots for transfers. So you know, they honestly like depending on how these final guys go, like they might not add any more high school kids. They might not, or they might wait and see how the season goes and see if they can take a couple swings. Um, yeah, there's you know, no. The, we talked about it before. There's no guarantee that everybody that's committed now is gonna stick either, right? Whether you know it's because of they didn't play up to what UC wants, or that they have other opportunities that they decide to pursue, right? Um, let's timestamp. Are you curious to explore what lies beyond standard craft beer? Take a trip to Urban Artifact. They don't make beer; they make fruit tarts. Come see what the world of real fruit has to offer. Swing by Urban Artifacts, Northside Tap Room, and Bearcat Journal. Get $2 off a flight of four tasters. What does that mean? We don't make beer, we make fruit tarts. Well, so is it not beer? It's, it's beer, but it's fruit tart beer. They don't have, the, I guess what they're saying is we don't do anything. Like, this is our specialty. This right. is what we do. This is our lane. We stay in our lane. You're not going to get double hoppy IPAs. Right, hazy IPA, yeah. You're not, you know, we make fruit tarts. That's what they do. That's their specialty. I have been there. 
they were a stop on a beer tour that we went on a couple years ago. Nice on a on a bus beer tour. I've been there. So as well. I, I guess I apparently I've been up in the the reliquary place too because we drank some beers up in the church. Reliquary, whatever. Reliquary. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> he told me this week. Exactly you say it different every and time, just, so that still don't. Kind of like Bert Bilema. Yeah. Um, basketball wise, we did not get uh, little birdies this week. Unfortunately, apparently there was a party at Wes's house last night for the team. I thought there were little birdies yesterday. Apparently there was a party yesterday at Wes's house for the team and there was no open gym yesterday. And the birdies weren't invited. No, I know. Kind of, right. Like kind of rude. I agree. They take away my spot on the football field. And I mean, what, don't kind get invited of, what kind of party to... do you have if you don't have little birdies there? Not a good one. Does Wes, have, one, does Wes have a pool like Mick had? Um, I don't know if he, I, he's in Mount Adams. You don't get a lot of pools oh, yeah, in Mount Adams. Never, definitely not. Unless he's in like a community that has a pool. Um, are there communities in Mount Adams? I don't know. I don't I think, think it's so. all like the old, old houses and up on the hill. It's very, hence the Mount. Like, right. I don't know if you have many pools you can put on, on, the, on the side of the mountain. I think that's where he lives. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I thought he was. I thought he was somewhere near Zach, which Zach, Zach, and most almost all the Bengals staff is in Mount Adams, right? No, Zach lives where he lived. He lives in Mount Lookout. He lives close to where he lived when he coached. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they're all Mount Lookout because they go to Delwood, which is. Have you been to Delwood yet? I don't think so. Really good. Is that a restaurant? Yeah, burgers. Oh, okay. They do. Uh, they do In and Out style. Burgers. All right. We we ended up there one afternoon, me and Kelly, and tried them, and I was like, and then they do the they do the in and out style fries too. It was uh, pretty good lunch, pretty high level lunch. Um, so I, I I've talked about I think I thought Aaron when did we talk did we talk about open gym Monday we did talk about open yes gym you did. So I don't have a lot to rehash there. I was really looking forward to getting to see uh, Skillings. Um, that won't happen again next week because I'll be on vacation. Um, I asked Justin if he wanted to do the BBP, and he was like, oh, no. I, I don't have three. I don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of time. He no, said he no, would have No one does, Justin. No one does. He said he would be happy to sit in on maybe a nightcap or two, uh, but but he didn't have the time to sit in on the BBP. So uh, <laughs> he's like, my kid doesn't sleep that long. <laughs> we have a reputation to uphold, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Mine is yeah. not going very long. You, that one is going as long as possible. Right. <laughs> you and Mo should be insanely entertaining next year. I have to, right? to ask him, like, what, what, do, what would you like to talk about? If you guys want to do Bengals, like, whatever you guys want to do, just do it. Oh, the way Mo and I are, I'm sure we will talk about some very random things. Yeah, like, whatever. I, I don't have any... Uh, I don't have any expectations for that. I think, like, you guys just have fun. 
It's the total dead pe- dead part of the year. Yeah, I mean, we're getting into, you know, there'll be some basketball stuff on the board this week because coaches are back on the road this weekend and next weekend doing high school type stuff. Um, so, like, teams playing at big events with their high school teams. Uh, it can be difficult to get legit evaluations based on the level of each event. Right. Um, but coaches are on the road this weekend and next weekend. So there will be some uh, some information that trickles in from all that. I would expect you'll see them going to see Isaiah Collier. If you know, as long as he, I, I, don't, I haven't heard if he's back to one hundred percent after uh, getting dinged up at USA Basketball. But, but you know, Rayvon Griffith, Isaiah Collier, Arnson Page, Tyler McKinley, uh, Brandon Garrison, like they'll, they'll be. The, the, the standard names you can expect you see uh, to be out watching. And then uh, we'll, we'll see kind of where things settle in after that and get ready for July as teams get right back after it uh, following the 4th of July and coaches are back on the road doing AAU tournaments. So I, I don't have a ton of basketball today, unfortunately. Uh, the uh, what the Crosstown shootout date was announced. December 10th. Um, I assume that's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Yeah, it's a Saturday. Uh, I, I always remember December 10th because it's uh, it's uh, the day Luke was hired. Yeah. Talk about the new name. Not, not a ton yet. Uh, I, so uh, Jacob Meyer, who goes to Holy Cross High School, um, He decommitted from Western Kentucky. And I believe I've seen he led the nation in scoring last year. Um, he has not played up until this spring, has not played at a high level of AAU. Um, but he destroyed competition in Northern Kentucky. Uh, I did talk to a source over there in Northern Kentucky who knows their Northern Kentucky high school basketball that said they're the best player they've ever seen in Northern Kentucky. Which raises your eyebrows. Um, Who else would that be comparing against? um, So it would be both Adam Kunkel and uh, Sean McNeil, both played in Northern Kentucky. Uh, there was a kid named Brandon Hatton that was a prolific scorer, didn't pan out in college, but really, really, really good high school player. Um, what? Uh, Jake Thielen, who was one of the best players in D2. Uh, I don't think this person was uh, old enough to see John Brandon play in high school. Uh, John Brandon was a really good high school player, though, like, and was first team all conference in college. So he was pretty good. Um, are, you, are you saying that uh, Wes is monitoring? Is that what, what we would say? They're going to, I think they're going to get an evaluate, like, you know, get more of an evaluation. He was committed to Western up until yesterday. 
and they don't, you know, that it, it, again, we've talked about this a million times better than CJ Frederick and this person uh, knows CJ Frederick. Well, um, said they, they couldn't stop him one-on-one. They had to double and triple team him to keep him from scoring. Like he averaged almost 40 points a game. He's athletic. He can shoot the three. Yeah. He's six, two, but he's super bouncy. Um, really, really athletic. Like he's going to be an interesting name to did keep an say, eye on this summer. Did you say he decommitted from Northern Kentucky? Western Kentucky. Okay, that's what I just looked. But I Western just, Kentucky. I wasn't. I was just making sure. Yeah, Western. He had been committed to Western for a little while, and then I, I think he, he like he started to have some success on the EYBL circuit this spring. He plays for and, Indy, Indy Heat. Yeah. And decided that he wanted to keep his options open. His dad played baseball at UC. The family, from what I'm told, are Bearcats. In doing some digging around on this yesterday, the kid wants to play at UC. Now it will be up to the staff to determine fit, talent, is this maybe somebody we could take and develop for a year or two? Like if you land in Isaiah Collier, this kid's going to be okay with it, I think, probably. Yeah. So it's um, it's an interesting storyline that we're going to have to track as we go into July. Um, but I got hit up from a lot of Northern Kentucky sources yesterday. Are you hearing any buzz with this kid in UC? And the more I dug into it, it was this kid is dying to go to UC. So and he averaged like 24 game in EYBL. Yeah. He's a bucket getter. So yes, according to Max Prep, he Average 38 a game in high school and in Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of points. Like, I, I don't care what level of competition you're playing. If you average 38 points a game, you can put the ball in the basket. It's more Are than we all set in basketball because I don't hear that many recruits coming to see. Mike, come on, man. Bearcatjournal.com. It's almost a it's over a point a minute. Yeah, 38 or 30. Well, what? Eight, or 30, eight minute 30, quarters, 32. Yeah, 32 minutes in high school. And he's averaging <laughs> 39. It's a lot. So we'll see. Like it's gonna be an interesting storyline to follow as we, we get into the summer. Because my understanding is this kid wants to be a bearcat. So if the evaluation matches up, yeah. I like uh, reading his high school game stats. Like I'm scrolling through Twitter, he had like 41 out of 80 one game. Right. He had 40 out of 57 <laughs> in one of their games. Like, yeah, it's pretty funny. This sounds like a Dave Simone kind of guy, right? Like, give me the ball, get the hell out of my way. Yeah, get them shots. Get them shots. But yeah, we're getting there. 
a few more weeks and it might be Tobler time. Basketball insider info, locker room info, and associated football recruiting insider info, the trifecta. Uh, yeah, he look, you think Zach Tobler doesn't know Jacob Meyer? Zach Tobler is an assistant coach at Cuff Cap. Like, yeah, he's familiar with Jacob Meyer. So we'll see. We'll see if there's like how much uh, momentum there is on that front as we go forward. But he is definitely on the radar. That's what I can tell you right now. I don't got anything else. You? Nope. I don't. Well, you enjoy your week. Yeah, you You too. You have fun with Mo next week. I will. uh, I'll see if I can pop in and out. I'll probably have to produce it uh, to get the audio portion up later that evening. So it might be, might be kind of late that night before you get the audio version of Dave and Mo. but uh, don't, don't feel like it, you know, you, you're restricted. You guys do whatever the hell you want and no, uh, have fun. We're playing on it. I'm sure. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. He's Dave Simone. I'm Chad Brindle. Happy Father's Day to everybody. And uh, we'll see you next time. Dave will see you next time. I'll see you the time after that. It's the Holy Grail BCJ podcast right here on BearcatJournal.com.